How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Welcome to Locked on Bucks, your daily source for Milwaukee Bucks information. And this is going to roll on Monday, but... Frank was on such a basketball high that he insisted that we record uh, tonight. This is Friday night after the Bucks beat the Wizards 123-96. to And if you don't know, I was talking about Frank Madden. I'm Eric Name. Frank, tell me about why you wanted to record right now. Well, we talked about how I needed to get a win uh, at a game I went to in person since I've, I lo- I, I viewed losses. Uh, I, I was going to say I lost. I see that's how, how much responsibility I'm taking. <laughs> I lost the opener to the Charlotte Hornets and I lost Tuesday's game in, in overtime to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So this was my last, uh, bucks game of the calendar year before I uh, head back home. And, um, wow, that was, I mean, you really couldn't have asked for, for much more in terms of a resounding, you know, yes, we're going to be true professionals, LeBron. <laughs> we're going to bring it every night, even when it's not against the Cavs. And uh, Giannis with just a monster statement game offensively with the career high 39, Jabari 21, and stuff the box score in some Giannis-like ways, a, a two-and-two, two-steal, two-block night yeah. from Jabari. And um, Malcolm Brogdon had a great night. And... Um, just a, a really impressive performance. Greg Monroe was really good. Um, they just kind of kicked, punched, elbowed the Wizards in the metaphorical mouth tonight and um, just took almost a, a really nice, comprehensive win. And um, I say we publish this on Saturday, Eric. Let's be crazy. Let's Whoa. let's drop a little Whoa. let's drop a little little podcast stocking stuffer to uh, to everybody because whatever you might as well hear it now and and then. <laughs> We're just we're just not going to record anything new for Monday because yeah, we're we're all fun. traveling. So anyway, but but yeah, really fun game, awesome crowd. I mean, it wasn't a sellout, but um, I thought the Bradley Center was was just great, like totally unironic. Uh, Giannis MVP chance on multiple occasions in the yeah. fourth quarter when he was going for his career high. Thon Maker three. I mean, that's like the ultimate. You know, did you check off all the lists on on the fun Bucks game, uh, or check off all the boxes on the fun Bucks game checklist? Did you get a Thon Maker appearance with a three pointer? And tonight we got a dunk and a three from Thon. So I don't know. So, I mean, we didn't get. We Steve Novak missed his only three attempt. That's pretty much the only other thing that could have happened, right? Mirza could have hit a shot. He was zero for nine well, on the night. <laughs> he he picked a a good game Agreed. to to suck. Yes. And it's too bad. It's too bad that he has been his like worst stretch of the season has been when Michael Beasley's been hurt because this has been his like golden opportunity to actually you know make make the most of of his minutes and uh, he has not done that. But whatever. It's a Friday night. The Bucks just won by what twenty seven <laughs> points. Mirza, you know, take it easy. Merry Christmas. That's all I don't good. Know if your, he, your teammates yeah. got your back. It's all it's yeah. all good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was quite a performance. Um, 
I'm trying to think. There's there's so many moments that stick out that it's hard to pick just one. So I won't. I'll just ramble on forever. Um, the Giannis MVP chant. Yes, uh, I, I know Charles and I were joking because he said which one? Because <laughs> he he said something like. Man, that's the loudest MVP chant I've ever heard at the BC. And I was like, "Well, Charles, you've never heard an unironic MVP chant. Like, they've all been ironic. Like, there no, there's hasn't like you haven't heard one in the last what fifteen years. I mean, even with the big three, like I don't know, are you picking one guy out and doing an MVP chant? Um, Mark Pope. <laughs> Mark, Mark Pope. No. No, and I, I don't know if that's unironic. Maybe that one was unironic, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, I. I know our good friend Dan Schaefer tweeted something about it after it happened, but he said, remember that moment. That and We keep talking about this Bucks team and moments, moments that you'll remember. And, and I talk about earlier this year where I see Giannis back down LeBron, and I think that's a moment. I see Jabari back down LeBron. <laughs> Again, man, all these have LeBron in them. Um, backs down LeBron, that's a moment. Giannis's first and I'm going to say first clear MVP chant. There's always people that try to start MVP chants and do stuff like that, but this was his first legitimate MVP chant. That's a moment. Um, and you can you can just kind of feel everything building. And after the game, I tweeted out that one one thing that I think is cool about this team is that no matter what kind of basketball fan you are, you can find something you like. And what I mean by that is, there is the the mind-numbing, mind-blowing athleticism of of Giannis, of Jabari. Like you, if you want highlights, the Bucks have you. They got you covered. If you want defense, they got you covered. Giannis is going to have some blocks. There's going to be some steals. John Henson's going to toss in some blocks. Uh, you want a guy that just shoots the ball. He he doesn't do anything but shoot it. You got Mirza Toledovic. You. You want uh, an intriguing prospect that could that could be anything. You have Thon Maker. You want fundamentally sound offensive basketball. You have Greg Monroe. He, he, you can check out his footwork. You can see him make the passes that he makes. You want a fundamentally sound defensive player. You have Malcolm Brogdon. You have Matthew Dellavedova. You want a veteran that's trying to help will and mold these young players into stars. You have Jason Terry. And if you want a gunner, you got Michael Beasley. Like no matter what, there's you can find someone to stand for on this team. Like if there's one guy you want to totally like irrationally, the Bucks have just about every type of guy that that you could want. Uh, and and I, I guess it, it's just cool to see a team that you can enjoy on so many levels. Like for me, for the, the basketball nerd in me, watching Brogdon and Monroe just cook second units with backdoor cuts uh, wooing to each other when they're open like woo i'm open like and actually finding each other like just random random basketball intricacies like they have those like for me that's that's one of the really fun parts is that monroe's kind of found a running mate that he can do some of those things with and you can really see like the fun parts of greg monroe and there's there's just so much great stuff here and i have barely mentioned there's a top 10 player on the team, maybe a top five player on the team. And Giannis Atetokounmpo, like everything you could want in a team as a fan, I think this team has something for you. You can find something you like no matter what on this roster. 
Yeah, and really, you only need one uh, for for most people. Correct. That's going to be like you just need one guy that you can cheer for like all the time, right. and Giannis is that guy. Like you got him. Right. And and I think the thing that is uh, is most important. Well, not most. Of, I don't want to say that, but the thing that from a team construction standpoint, I think that is is so easy to like and makes this team very likable is that the roles and the hierarchy and what the franchise is doing is very clear to everybody and everybody seems to be very on board with it. You know, um, Greg Monroe. And, and I think the, you know, a guy like Greg Monroe deserves a lot of credit because obviously there was something going on, you know, with him and, and Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've gotten to the point. I mean, they were, they were, he was playing well off the bench early in the season. Um, and he got back to the point now where he's obviously, um, you know, once again, um, playing at a high level and and he's leading the team in plus minus and um it's just kind of hard to to not to like the way he plays the game with guys like brogdon and um the combinations that that he's making with other players so um i I think it is it's been great to see and and it's obvious that guys are bought into to building around Giannis and jabari and you know making those guys the best players they can be and you know a guy like jet um has been great and you know we talk a lot about Snell and Delvadova and Henson, you know, not probably being good enough to, you know, you're not going to contend with those guys starting. But um, I think for where they are right now, those guys so, you know, very clearly have have checked any ego they have at the door and um, they understand whose team it is. And, um, you know, I think now we're seeing the kind of the rotation locked down a little bit and, and obviously the team seems to be hitting its stride and um, it's just a really fun team. And, you know, even these young guys, you know, like, you know, Vaughn, obviously we complain about a lot, but, um, but the team seems to love Vaughn. The team loves maker. The fans love yeah. maker. Um, it's just become a really fun young team. And obviously this is kind of an easy time to like a team cause they're young and, you know, the expectations weren't high this year, but um, you know, I think well, obviously we're, <laughs> we're going to see expectations start to rise. We're seeing it, you know, right now, um, happening in in season, and and obviously that's where historically the Bucks have fallen short. Is when those expect expectations suddenly start to rise from, you know, oh young team we're rebuilding, see if they're any good. To okay, these guys should be pretty good. You know, they should be good. Um, so that's going to be, I think, the challenge for this team, sort of even even as this season goes on, because you know right now they're still battling for a playoff spot. Yeah, it's. Uh... Man, it's just amazing to see kind of where this team has come from where we were thinking, you know what, you lose Middleton, he was your best player last year, can these guys step up into these roles? And I would say for the most part, maybe maybe the team isn't stepping up into roles. Like Deli and and Henson and Snell, maybe they're not playing that good. And I would say we probably expected maybe a little bit more out of a guy like Deli and a guy like Mirza Toledovic. And it, it just hasn't mattered because Giannis has been so incredibly good. And he's been the guy that's going to kind of make everything go. And it, his transformation is is incredible, if we're being if we're being quite honest. To see him make this leap in a year, I know – I I was sitting next to Alex Boulder tonight, and he was joking that it's funny to see Giannis that like he hasn't been on an All Star team yet. Yet Alex mentioned he's so much more than an All Star already. <laughs> like he, he's he hasn't been an All Star yet, but he's he's already more than that. Like he he's already inserting himself into conversations 
higher than an all-star. And you hear an MVP chant in Milwaukee in in December, right before Christmas, you probably don't take it seriously. But like we've said on here, he probably is a top five MVP candidate and, and he is taking over games like this and he is controlling kind of how these things go. And it's just been wildly impressive to watch. And I guess I'm going to continue gushing about him a little bit more here. Um, 15 of 17 from the free throw line. Those are career highs and makes and attempts. Earlier this week against the Cavs on Tuesday, he had 15 attempts, 13 makes, career highs. In between that, 14 attempts. So on the week, he's averaging about 15 free throw attempts. Um, I, I tweeted out after the game, he's he's now taken 10 or more free throws in 24 games in his career, and eight of those have already happened this season. Um, he is now figuring out how to create contact, get contact, and maybe most importantly, he's starting to get calls now. And yeah. if Giannis is shooting 15 free throws a night, good luck. Rest, yeah. rest of the NBA, good luck. Like I, and he he's not going to continue to shoot at 90% like he had. I shouldn't say that. Maybe he will. But for the rest of the season, he's probably not going to shoot at 90% like he has like a 13 for 15, a 15 for 17. Like that might not continue. But if he's getting to the line 15 times a game, you're going to assume that's at least 10 points. You're giving Giannis 10 points before he has to make a shot. Good luck. I, I just don't know how you're going to deal with it. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's 41 out of 46, I want to say, in the last three games, which, you know, as you were alluding to, um, he's never – I mean, that average, he's, he had never done that in a single game before this week. And the last three <laughs> games, he does it in a row. Um, and I think you're just seeing that just most teams just cannot cope with <laughs> how physically talented he is and, and how, you know, his combination of skill and length and um, everything he does. And, um, you know, he, there have been some teams where he hasn't played as well, but I think the the remarkable thing and, the, you know, the irony of this LeBron quote, you know, or the LeBron, you know, off the record, whatever uh, thing that, that came out about, you know, whether Giannis and Jabari were, you know, need to become true professionals and, and bring it every night. Um, you know, I mean, granted, there have been games where the Bucks have not played as well, obviously, and, and you know, where those two guys have not played as well. But uh, Giannis has been remarkably consistent, I think. I mean, I think his worst game, I want to say, was that Miami game where I think he was like 5 out of 15 or something like that and had scored like 14 points. And, you know, but, but every night he affects the game in multiple ways, and I think that's what's so incredible. Now that he's scoring <laughs> at such a high level and with such efficiency and he's adding, you know, um, he didn't he didn't hit a three pointer tonight, but he's been doing that of late, right? Yep. Um, when you add that in, and we saw him, you know, hit some early you know, mid range jumper early, uh, and we saw him, you know, working as a role man and cutting to the hoop, and you know, guys were finding him, and and against you know for a team like the Wizards, like they just don't defend well enough, and they they don't get back well enough, and the Bucks forced turnovers, they got out in transition. Um, and this team is just so deadly when, you know, when when you can't go get back in numbers against the Bucs, you know, this is when Giannis is going to have, obviously, a chance to, to put up a huge scoring night. So um, just a, a lot of fun. And I, it was interesting because, obviously, I don't go to, to every game. Um, I thought there were some, you know, great crowd moments. The crowd was really engaged in the Cleveland game. Um, it was interesting to see a couple people tweeting about that this might have been the best crowd um, of the season, possibly. Um, yeah, which, I don't think that's again, crazy. Yeah, um, 
And I think part of it was just because it was so fun and we were watching such a huge night for Giannis. So even as the game was not close, people were getting into it and there were just so many spectacular plays. Shout out to Jay Kidd for keeping him in for all those minutes in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think he only played 33 minutes total, right? So it's not like he played 40 minutes in a blowout, but um, played fewer minutes than his average um, and still got just monster numbers uh, across the board. Um, sadly his block average, he had one block tonight. His block average is now down below two. It's at 1.9. So, um, we may have to say rest in peace to the two plus two stocks. Um, but you I don't tell I, me I, what I have to say goodbye <laughs> to. No, there, there could, there could be a, a, a three or four game coming up. It can, it can go back up, Frank. It is interesting. He hasn't been getting into real. I mean, I know you fouled out in that one Cleveland game, the overtime game, but he has he has he's been avoiding foul trouble early in games. And I kind of wonder if part of it is maybe toning down his aggression a little bit, which may impact those numbers a little bit. You know, he's maybe not as handsy as he might nor otherwise be. Although, to be honest, I don't know if I mean, the fouls that that's always kill me with the honest are the ones that are, you know, 25 feet from the hoop where, he, you know, he's generally not getting he's generally not just going to s- slap the ball away from a guy when he's faced up you know, 25 feet from the hoop. Um, he's obviously more of a passing lanes guy, poke the ball away closer to the basket against a big guy. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, he, he's fine. I think he's averaging only 1.5 blocks this month, but I think we can survive with that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, average is up over 23 points a game, and um, he's obviously just been scoring at, at such a high rate of late. And um, we we did, we did, what was it, two weeks ago or something, we talked about uh, which of the Bucks uh, youngsters would score 41st and whether it would happen this year. I said it wouldn't happen this year. And I guessed after Hemming and Hong, I guess maybe it would be Jabari. I think you took Giannis and I was very disappointed that I was not proven wrong tonight. And Giannis <laughs> was, was only one free throw away, which he missed as the crowd chanted uh, MVP. So that, that would have been the old probably That's probably the only thing that could have gone better um, in the non Mirza Toledovich uh, category. So, uh, so that, that was, was a really fun, fun, uh, fun thing to see and, and just falling short. And I think he was kind of shaking his head as he went to the bench to that standing ovation, but that was tremendous. Um, and really, I guess, as you look at the game, um, you know, the wizards came out and hit a number of threes in that first quarter. I think they hit maybe four threes in the first quarter. And, um, did they get to, I know they were at seven threes for a long time. Um, so I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if if they ever got I don't know if they, they got eight seven. nine seven, seven yeah twenty four. So I think it was encouraging because they found I think three or f- maybe three or four of those were corner threes. They just gave up open looks. Otto Porter got a couple of them. <laughs> Otto Porter had uh, eleven of the first sixteen for the Wizards. Yeah, so Otto Porter was just sort of getting left open, and and again, part of it was off ball movement. One of them was I, I think it was Jabari. <laughs> just forgot about sort of like there was miscommunication and transition and the Wizards just came down, skipped past ahead to him and he just hit a bear, an open three. Um, I think Jabari had another sort of fall asleep play um, against Bradley Beal really wasn't kind of, you know, what was hedging off him a little bit too much. Obviously the Bucks defense does that a lot, but um, you know, Beal stuck one in, in on him early and there was one other Jabari play where he was, um, you could tell, you could just see it coming. I think it was against Porter I forget when it was. It might have been early in the second half, and he just sort of was on the weak side, and Porter kind of went down towards the baseline, and Jabari was just kind of not paying attention enough, and um, Porter kind of just had enough of a crease, and when he caught it, Jabari just couldn't close out on him, and, and he gave up a layup. Um, but other than that, I mean, Jabari Parker two steals, two blocks tonight, 
um, he he came over and 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 had a help side block. Uh, I, don't, I forget who was it on. I don't know if it was on Wall or who it was on. Um, but that was kind of the you know set, set the tone in some ways for this game. Um, the Bucks were were all over the place and um, and in a good way. And Jabari, uh, I'm guessing that's the first time he's ever had a two block two steal game. Although he's had some multi steal games, but um, but that was pretty cool to see Jabari making some defensive plays, getting some rebounds. Um, you know, really just sort of playing opportunistically and, and getting buckets in transition and, um, you know, putting up 21 points uh, efficiently and, um, you know, just quietly let Giannis get the, the the highlights tonight, but Jabari quietly having a very nice game tonight. Yeah, and I think this has been kind of a, I would say a good week for Jabari defensively that you you saw him make some steals and, and a couple blocks and obviously he still has those those same gaffes off ball and that will I think that will continue to happen um, but when you talk about how strange his defensive profile is that he's bad off ball and good on ball that this can this was kind of a good I, I guess this can be as good of a week as you can get where he gets the the Cavaliers twice where he gets to just kind of zone in on LeBron and just kind of be there he he gets to do that as well kind of against Jimmy Butler and the Bulls some so um this is kind of I guess what a good week for Jabari could look like again he's not a great defender um he's not a good defender um but this can be what what a good week looks like for him um when he can kind of be locked in I know one time he switched on to John Wall tonight and he I think it was the final like nine seconds of a possession and wall ends up hitting a, a, I think it was a step back jumper. But as I sit in there, it was like, okay, like this is why Jabari on ball can be good is because he, he has the athleticism to, to stay with a guy and make it tough on a guy. And John wall is, I mean, one of the, one of the quickest players in the league. So if Jabari can do that on ball, it's again, the, the tough part is always finding a, someone that he can cover on ball and not have to be off ball. And obviously teams will kind of find ways to scheme for that and make him work off ball, but on ball, it was impressive. And that, that sequence against wall kind of impressed me a little bit there. Um, but is it, by the way, is it just, just as a signal of how weird Jabari's defense is, I was actually like kind of happy when I saw that switch happen. Cause I thought, Oh, okay. Now Jabari can't be beaten <laughs> off ball. Um, yeah, no, but it, it makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was fun. Um, yeah, it, it was an interesting game, and and it, man, that Wizards bench. It's so I mean, brutal, it's Frank. How can it be so bad? It's Kelly Oubre like surfing uh, uh, on a toxic sludge of of incompetence. Um, Oubre, you know, we saw what he can do in the last Wizards game in Washington. He wasn't really a factor tonight, but um, pretty much everybody other than him is just like. I mean, they wouldn't play for the Bucks. Like, who do you look at on that bench and think, like, oh man, I wish, I wish I got to see that guy play more. Like, there's not. Oh. It's it's not Trey Burke. Um, <laughs> it's so bad, Frank. It, it's... Sheldon McClellan played 23 minutes tonight. Yep. What? Who? Who is hurt for the Wizards? <laughs> is is somebody hurt? I wasn't. I I was. That's like the, every time I see them, that's my thought. Is like, oh. Somebody must be hurt yeah, for the Wizards. Out. Someone's out tonight. And uh, I know I know Mahimi's hurt, um, but I'm I mean, just looking at their backcourt and wing depth is just kind of like, damn. 
I mean, it's tough to Daniel, comprehend how Daniel bad Daniel it is. House is out. <laughs> like, no, there's nobody. There's no. There's no. Uh, nobody's coming through that door to save the Wizards <laughs> bench, which you know is makes it interesting because obviously this is a team that that if they had won tonight, um, they would have been a half game ahead of the Bucks in the East standing. So uh, this is a team that that is right there with the Bucks and. Um, you've got them again on Monday night, and and obviously uh, we'll see how they react. We we saw hopefully they have a bulls like reaction to to that ass kicking because um, I've never seen a a team react to getting their ass kicked on the road quite as poorly as the Bulls at home against the Bucks. And we'll see we'll see if the Wizards have maybe a little bit more pride. But um, it'll be you you mentioned ass kicking, and John Wall used that exact phrase post game and. Uh, he also used ass whooping and uh, ass kicking, and there was there was a lot of ass and uh, <laughs> mostly used to describe how poorly uh, they played. So, yeah, it, it'll be. I, I I mean, we we talk about how this can be kind of playoff like and seeing the same team and having to make adjustments. And when it was the Cavs, I, I would say that it certainly was playoff like that. You had a good game against them one time, and then the next game you come back. Each team has made some adjustments, and you, you kind of see how it is. But against the Bulls, that, that wasn't the case, uh, unless it, it's a one versus eight matchup where the eight seed is just demoralized, and you you kind of kick their ass again for a second straight night. So uh, it, we'll see what happens when they when they go to D.C. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention about Giannis's game, because, I, I mean, I could do this all night, but uh, – there was a sequence in the second quarter. I believe it triggered a Wizards timeout. It ends in a Jason Terry three. And I, I don't know if you can picture this in your head right now, but uh, Bucks get either a turnover or a missed shot. Ball starts on the right wing. I believe one or two dribbles is taken, maybe by Brogdon. Giannis sprints down the middle of the floor, catches the ball, and never dribbles, just turns from right, to throw in a corner, to, to throw in a pass to the corner for Jason Terry yes. for a three. And wait, was it? I, yeah, I'm trying to remember that play. It was a kick. Was it to Terry? I thought he it, it like it, was, it looked it, like he made, it looked like he could have thrown at anyone. It like he faked a pass, sort of faked a shot, and then ultimately kicked it out. And I couldn't remember if it was to Brogdon or Terry, but somebody hit a three pointer, and it was freaking like awesome. And now I want to go find that replay again. It, like it, the the play for him to like, if he was just dribbling the ball at the middle of the floor and made that play. Okay, fine. Whatever. Like that's, that's something. Um, but, but for him to be sprinting full speed catch and then get it to the corner, it was just like, that's uh, when Alex and I were talking about it. He's like, that's LeBron that there, there's no one else in the history of basketball that athletic with that type of vision that could actually handle making that play. LeBron is the only other person. And I, I was going to say that was like, I, I think we've, I mean, even when he was a rookie, like people would throw out, you know, kind of subtly throw out the magic Johnson, yeah. you know, sort of upside thing because of his being six, nine when he was drafted and, and being obviously having that kind of point guardish side to him. I mean, I don't think Giannis is, you know, obviously um, he's nowhere close to, to to Magic as a passer. And the, the irony is that when, when Giannis is on the break, like you don't want him passing. really. Like, yeah, he's he's obviously so athletic and skilled. And 
capable of scoring that, you know, unlike Magic, who you were just like waiting for him to find somebody for for a dunk. I mean, Giannis can do that at times, but you really don't want him passing. I mean, Giannis is much more of uh, a capable scorer, and, and that's much more, I think, what what he's able to do versus Magic, who obviously is like arguably the greatest passer of all time. So I've, I've always been kind of like, eh, like it's like Magic was a freak and, and Giannis is a freak. So I, I think that is is like you know the unicorn thing kind of makes sense but um in terms of styles i mean i don't think there's necessarily they're cut from the same cloth but that was ironically the thing i thought of immediately because it was just sort of like there was deception and trickery in it but it was just like so functional and natural and just yeah like there was no thought needed to do it and now god damn it alex or alex i called you alex um now god damn it eric uh, I want to go go dig that 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 video. I may need to go watch the condensed game or something like that to figure out what that pass was. Do it to it, Frank. I, I would very much encourage you to do it, and I would encourage all of you on this wonderful, let's see, Saturday, Christmas Eve day. <laughs> you know, you can just just open the game back up like it's a present, like you haven't seen it before, or maybe even that you have. You, you found out where your parents were hiding the presents, saw them, and knew what you were getting, and know that you were getting. A, a game worthy of being a Christmas present. That's that's what this one was. And I guess one of the exciting things is all the things we've said already, but the fact that this happened right before Christmas, a lot of people are with their families. A lot of people are hanging out with friends. A lot of people may just have had the Bucks game on. Now they go on a four-game road trip, and all of a sudden you get to the new year, and, man, you remember how cool that was around Christmas, that Bucks game? That was awesome. The crowd was so crazy. The players are doing so well. Maybe there's a maybe there's a little bit of a demand there. Maybe maybe that happens, and, and maybe you start to see more crowds like you saw uh, tonight at the at the Bradley Center. So um, we'll see. Hopefully that occurs because, like you said, that was it was a loud crowd. It was a lot of fun, and. I assume the Bucks are going to continue to play basketball that way. Um, I don't see any. I don't see any changes coming. So, yeah, Merry Christmas. I, I guess that's what that's what I got. Put a put a Santa hat on Giannis. He's coming down that or that the chimney or the and, cousin Eddie giveaway hat. Put that on. Yeah, Giannis. or the cousin. Right. I I love that. I saw the the screenshot of him wearing the cousin Eddie <laughs> hat that they did as a giveaway tonight. It was difficult to room. ask him questions tonight because I was just like, oh, I, I was going to say, like you were asking him questions in the video I saw, and uh, but he was being like totally serious. Maybe I, I it assume was, maybe it was strange. Did he have, yeah. Did he did he joke about it like? Uh, before he started talking or anything no. like that or? totally totally serious that he nice. had the cousin Eddie giveaway hat on yeah by the way i uh one of my other favorite moments there was a play where uh tony snow i think it was the tony snow blocked the shot and then he went and saved it and yes. went flying out of bounds yes. um on the along the um not the baseline but the, the, the but sideline, basically yeah. the sideline there and uh the bucks then went and i think they may have scored then on the other end and uh, when I then look back, um, Giannis and Jet. who else? No, 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 no. Well, I'll get to Jet. But Giannis and and somebody were like waving towels, like, and they were they had like wandered along the baseline to almost the yeah. basket areas, and so they were like way off the bench, like cheering and stuff. And then I like, and then I like in the corner of my eye, I see that like Jet is like Jet was literally on the other side of the. Of the baseline from the Bucks bench. I don't know if he like run over there to try to help. Oh him, no, he Snell, did. Or, so fun story about it. Uh, so Jet was talking to Snell about it after the game, 
And uh, Snell's like, I mean, Snell's a quiet guy. And he was just like, yeah, I made that play. And, uh, you know, he's like, it was awesome when you guys were all, like, excited about it. And Jet was like, yeah, man, I was there to pick you up. And he's like, you get an effort like that, I'm going to show up over there. And I was just like, I was like, Jet, that was a pretty big trip. I, I wasn't sure you were going to get all the way over there. He's like, oh, I'm going to get over there if he gives that type of effort. I'll be up there. I'll pick him up. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Uh, but, like, <laughs> you can just imagine how, Jason Terry, if you ever heard him talk, like how excited he was that, that someone noticed that he was, <laughs> he was literally on the other side of the court. Like, And I joked with Alex Motor about it. I was like, the NBA has rules. Like, you can't do this or you can't do that. You can't get this far off the bench. Like, I don't know if there's a distance rule. Like, I guess maybe it's a hot lava rule that you can't step on the floor, but anywhere else is cool. Uh, <laughs> but he, he was on the other side of the court. It was incredible. Well, nobody, there's nobody who spends more time on the floor while they're on the bench than Jason Terry. Like, he wanders onto oh, the court. Oh, my God, yes. So, uh, so often it's pretty incredible at some point he's going to get like attacker. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Um, the or, box bench or, is aggressive on the, the way that they approach the floor. They are, yeah. they are on there. Yeah. And I guess, and so just tying out to kind of what I mentioned earlier too, um, I didn't say, I mean, one of the themes we've seen of late is Jabari trying to be more of a playmaker and, you know, try to be really unselfish and it's not really paying off in terms of like big assist numbers, but, um, I'm, I'm actually surprised kind of that, that he hasn't put up, had some bigger assist total games. Um, probably because he, again, as we've noted is passing it to John Henson too much, 10 feet from the hoop. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Henson who shot another jumper tonight and missed badly, by the way. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that, but, um, but yeah, it, I think that, that, that is, you know, that gets into sort of the contagiousness of the unselfishness of this team. And when you have, you know, we all know Giannis wants to make plays for others and wants to be unselfish and isn't just trying to get his own points, even if tonight he got it. And I think everybody was excited for him. Um, but I think Jabari as well, when, you know, this is a guy who everybody talked about being, you know, an alpha guy or whatever coming into the league. The fact that he now also, he wants to pass the ball and he wants to make plays for others. Um, when you have that sort of combination of, you know, young, two young, super talented guys, one of whom is, you know, as we were saying, an MVP candidate, right? I think I think yeah. NBA.com had him like number eight, I think, in the MVP ladder this week. Um, you know, it's 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 just so awesome to watch because, again, guys are buying into sort of the, the structure of this team. And when you have those two young guys wanting to pass the ball and wanting to make plays for others, um it 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 really you know it, it just makes sense. It makes this team fun to watch, and you can understand why why their teammates are, are rooting for them as well. I I think I tweet. Oh, it, it was fun. To, you mentioned that idea, and I think it was second quarter. Jabari throws an alley oop to John Henson, which obviously yep. not completed. Um, yep. But it was a foul. Right, Henson gets fouled on it, and there there was this moment, and you'll see it sometimes in the NBA when a guy throws an alley-oop and then as the guy's getting ready to dunk it, the the guy that threw the alley-oop jumps in the air as well. <laughs> and, and it like, it's, I mean, I mean, you can call it adorable. Like it's just unbridled joy at playing the game of basketball. Like I threw this alley-oop and my teammate is so athletic and he's going to go dunk it. And like, I can't do anything other than jump in the air with him. Cause this is so awesome and cool. And I love the game of basketball. 
and you, you could like like Jabari was like up in the air like so excited and like it didn't get completed but like that moment like if you're if you're trying to figure out why people like the game of basketball and why get why you get excited about team play and just the game like that like those moments of of pure joy that someone just has to try to experience with their teammate like it was just so cool to watch and I, god i wish henson would have finished it but at, at the same time it was just so much fun to watch and there, there's a lot of moments like that with this bucks team and, and that's that's a cool and fun thing and not something i've felt about the milwaukee bucks in a long time yeah and hopefully we'll see more of that fun on monday against the wizards in washington obviously um you know they left no doubt tonight uh but they have also lost in Washington once before. They had a lead in the fourth quarter, as we mentioned back then, and and couldn't close it out. Couldn't score down the stretch. Um, hey, hopefully, uh, you know, you just build a thirty-point lead. You don't have to worry about that kind of thing. But um, we will see how how they do on Monday, and um, you know, hopefully, they can kind of keep these good vibes going because certainly. All all these games against you know as we said against these Eastern competitors and sorry I've got a, a dog losing its mind near me here but um, but all these games are, are are so important to kind of bank wins against teams like the Wizards who had been playing well before this game yeah. um, so hopefully they can again you know kind of take it to the starters early on a little bit um, and then really get after that bench because as we saw that bench struggles and that's an area obviously where where the Bucks have have been good so. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, enjoy the holiday weekend. Enjoy the highlights for that Bucks win, and um, I'm gonna go try to find that play and and tweet it out. Yeah, these two are big ones in the Matt Moore tiebreaker series. So Bucks get one of them. Need another one on Monday. Uh, that'll be it for us. Merry Christmas. Hopefully you're enjoying time with your family, friends, etc. We will talk to you on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. Um, we'll talk to you after that Wizards game on Monday night.